Welcome to Dermwire News, powered by Dermwire.com. Dermwire News for Smart Speaker is made possible with advertising support from Orthodermatologics. Hair restoration specialists head to Hollywood, and it's derm surgery among the cigarros at the annual meeting of the ASDS. We have a lot of great sessions at the meeting. Details ahead on Dermwire TV. Welcome to Dermwire TV from the editors of Dermwire.com and Practical Dermatology Magazine. I'm Rana Jaraha. The annual meeting of the American Society for Dermatologic Surgery gathered experts in dermatologic surgery in Phoenix for a weekend of education and networking. DermTube meeting coverage host Dr. Joel L. Cohen spoke about the importance of setting expectations for patients so that they understand the realistic downtime associated with cosmetic treatments, including laser resurfacing. And I like to meet with many patients ahead of time to really go through what my expectations of the procedure are. So I'll show them a baseline photo and a follow-up photo of my own patient, and then I'll show them the steps along the way. So for full-field erbium resurfacing, I'll meet with a patient and I'll go through really the follow-up photos, what to expect over the course of the next few days, week and a half, two weeks, even six weeks, eight weeks, and then a couple of months because people really for these higher downtime procedures want to know what they're getting in for so that they can anticipate what their time off of work is and make sure they're scheduling it at an appropriate time where they don't have a lot of social events. Dr. Shannon Humphrey, who received the 2018 ASDS Award for Outstanding Service, also addressed the keys to an effective cosmetic consult. Communication needs to be clear, it needs to be consistent, and it needs to really weave its way through the entire consultation process, which begins from inquiries, to the actual patient booking and communication on the day of treatment. On the day of treatment, what we know is most important to patients about the consultation is whether the physician listened to their concerns. So that's something really important that we all should strive for. In terms of the budget, it's important to have a formalized budget and quotation process in your practice. And what's worked so well in my own practice is separating budget and financial discussions from those that I have with patients around treatments and treatment planning. So I have um, team members, registered nurses, who are trained to have that delicate conversation with patients around expectations and finances, and I can focus my time on treatment planning and delivering the best results. Finally, uh, treatment planning is critical in the consultation process. We need to explain to patients that it's not about a single treatment or a transactional approach, but using a combination of treatments over time will allow me to deliver the most natural looking results. Dr. Diane Burson addressed both medical and device-based approaches to managing acne, including the use of spironolactone for certain female patients. I actually start low with spironolactone for patients with acne, usually about 50 milligrams a day. Uh, but it varies anywhere from 25 to 100 milligrams. Uh, if they have an inflammatory component to their acne, I'm also going to be starting them on an oral antibiotic. And I'll start the oral antibiotic and the oral spironolactone at the same time. And as they respond, I will take away the antibiotic and keep them on the spironolactone. I actually use a blue light with Levulan, but I think I will be using more of the newer products that use metals. We have um, product with silver and with gold, and these are in nice lipo, they have improved lipophilicity and these little microparticles that get down into the sebaceous follicle and allow the light rays to penetrate better. And, and with these newer products that are gonna be available with the metals, you can use other light sources. For instance, you can use an 810 nanometer diode laser. 
Full meeting coverage is available online at dermtube.com slash ASDS 2018. With the theme, When Award-Winning Hair Transplant Surgeons Meet, the 26th World Congress of the International Society of Hair Restoration Surgery gathered leaders in hair restoration in Hollywood this month. Dr. Parsa Mohebi pointed out that the ISHRS meeting offers a high level of education to attendees. ISHRS has received the highest level of uh, accreditation from ACCME which is uh, something that only main organizations in the, mil in the field of uh, you know, medicine can, can obtain. And that requires a lot of um, you know, checking the qualifications and uh, continuously uh, monitoring and making sure the uh, research presented being uh, you know, uh, unbiased and uh, up to the highest standard. Hair restoration surgeon Dr. Sharon Keene addressed the problem of hair loss in women. We don't always know when we look at a woman who has thinning whether or not this is a treatable, medically treatable problem, an endocrine problem, a nutritional problem. There are a lot of things that can cr contribute to thinning in women. So it typically requires a great deal more diagnostic acumen. You don't want to just head straight to surgery. And in fact, there's a significant number of women who are not good surgical candidates or whose hair loss could actually be made worse by proceeding with surgery. Dr. Keene noted that it is important to evaluate the patient for medically treatable causes of hair thinning. Treatment options vary, and surgery may not be indicated for many women. However, for women with androgenetic pattern loss or a surgically altered hairline, for example, transplantation may be appropriate, she says. Dr. Nilofar Farjo addressed evolving approaches to hair transplantation in patients with scalp psoriasis. Okay, so what we know about psoriasis is it's a skin condition that, that tends to be chronic, and it's always been thought in the past that um, surgical procedures or any traumatic um, skin um, injury can actually cause psoriasis to spread. However, uh, what has been shown in a few cases now is actually the opposite. So transplanting into skin that has psoriasis inflammation has actually resolved the issue and although there aren't any very long-term follow-ups, um, most of them have been short-term, um, it does look like it, it actually has um, helped improve the condition by moving hair follicles into a psoriasis plaque. Dr. Farjo noted that in her own experience, patients with scalp psoriasis have fared well following hair transplantation surgery. That's it for this edition of Dermwire TV. You can always get news updates at Dermwire.com or via your Echo device. Simply visit the Amazon Skill Store and enable the Dermatology News skill. Then ask Alexa to play Dermatology News. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to Dermwire News powered by Dermwire.com. This editorially independent program is supported with advertising from Orthodermatologics.